0: Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Red and White Authority. I'm Art Regner. It's episode number 31, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome uh, to the Authority, uh, he's got the A on his sweater, the one and only Michigan native, Justin Abdicator. Justin, thank you for doing this. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I want to go back to, I think, the biggest question, especially this week, what everybody's looking forward to, and you and I are on opposite lines of the fence on this one, Michigan, Michigan State, under the lights. You're going to be in Ottawa, unfortunately. But how do you see that game unfolding?
1: Well, I hope it's first of all. I hope it's a good game for both sides and both fan bases. I hope it's competitive. Um, obviously, I want Michigan State to win. I, I think Michigan has a really good team this year. They're going through, you know, some injuries. Obviously, the quarterback's out, so they got. Uh, I think the O'Corn guy is going to start for them, but. Uh, you know, I think Michigan State, after their win last week against Iowa, will give them a little confidence going into the big house. And, um, you know what, the Michigan hasn't, uh, you know, obviously they're supposed to be good. And on paper, they're supposed to be one of the top teams in the country. But I think they've, uh, a lot of games have been pretty close, closer than fans, I think, would have liked. So I think Michigan State coming in, um, you know, obviously as an underdog, it's always an easier role to play. And, um, hey, listen, it's, I think it's going to be a defensive battle. Um, both defenses are really good, and it uh, should be should be a fun game to watch, especially under the lights.
0: Do you care to make a prediction?
1: Um, well, obviously, I'm going to predict Michigan State in a low scoring game. So I'll say, <clears throat> I'll say twenty, I'll say twenty one to fourteen, Michigan State. 2114. Yeah, that'll be my prediction.
0: Okay, I'm not going to hold you to it though. Okay. And you know you've alienated half of the Red Wing fan base. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know. It it just
0: doesn't work. You
1: can't. You can't. You got to pick a side. You can't just play play middle ground here. And obviously, I have a, I have a side that uh, you know I'm I'm prideful about, and I've played at Michigan State, so uh, I have some roots there.
0: Well, not only did you play at Michigan State, I mean, you won a national championship for Michigan State. I mean, you've had an illustrious athletic career, certainly, but I would imagine that that goal has to be – and it was dramatic. You were, yeah. down the, you were down the whole game. And then, you you know, if I remember correctly, I'm well off the top of my head, uh, the Spartans scored like a couple of goals, and yours was the game winner in the last couple minutes of the game.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, uh, you know, we were down one nothing. We tied it. We're down uh, for – you know a lot of the game, and then we tied it 1-1 in the third period, and then um, you know I scored with uh, 18.9 seconds to put us up 2-1. We ended up winning 3-1 on empty net goal, but uh, yeah, it was it was a back and forth game. Um, you know Jeff Lurk, uh, our goalie, made some big saves to to keep it at 1-1. I think if it goes if it becomes a two goal game, it kind of not that it's out of reach, but it's it's a little tougher. And I think keeping it at that one nothing game, we were always a team that. Uh, Hey, listen. Keep the game close, you know. Or we were uh, a defense-first uh, type team. We relied relied a lot on uh, Jeff, our goalie, and um, we stayed in the game. Found a way to, uh, you know, get that first goal, and then um, I think we just, you know, we capitalized on our opportunities. Yeah,
0: Jeff Lurk, really good guy, still playing.
1: Yeah, yeah, he is. He's overseas now, and um, you know, actually, last year I went and saw him after um, after the season. I saw him in Toledo. And uh, they were playing Colorado. Unfortunately, they had lost that game. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was great to see him, uh, you know, after he finished uh, in Europe last year, came and, and was on the playoff run with Toledo. Unfortunately, they finished, uh, finished a little short, but uh, he's doing well. He's still, uh, you know, he has his hockey camps in the summer and then he plays, he's still, uh, you know, playing in the winter. So, um, you know, hats off to him. He's, he's a really hard worker and a dedicated guy.
0: Really, being a national champion, you know, I, even I was rooting for you guys in that game. I mean, you know, seriously. I mean, especially anytime anybody from the state of Michigan is playing for a national championship, mm-hmm. I don't care – you know, regardless if it's even the Spartans, you know, you want them to win, and so you know, I, I guess I've never really talked to you at length about that before, but uh, it was a beautiful goal. I know you were really excited about that, but why don't you wear number eighteen since there was eighteen point nine seconds
1: left? Yeah, well, I was. It was funny because I was uh, my freshman year, I was number eighteen, and then I've always like nine. Nine's always been a favorite number of mine. So I switched my sophomore year to nine. So and I was sophomore, junior year, I was nine. So it was kind of a weird. Correlation there with scoring the game-winning goal, and then being eighteen and nine my sophomore year and scoring with eighteen point nine seconds left. So, um, I've always had kind of like an eight, eight or a nine, or one of those, or both of those in my number. I was eighty-nine in in high school for one year. So, um, you know, when I came to Detroit, uh, they, you know, they had given me number eight, and um, just I just kind of stuck with it. You know, it, uh, I, you know, the first couple of years, you know, I wasn't going to change my number, and I just Sometimes you just kind of grow into a number and you make it your own. And I just uh, now I just don't see uh, myself in any other number. Well, I, I wanted
0: to, uh, and, and we're going to get to the Red
1: Wings here because I know we have you for a limited
0: time. We're we're doing this on uh, I guess it's Tuesday evening. Big a uh, big fan event that I, I know that you have to go to. So I really do appreciate this. But you grew up in Muskegon, and you know as I when I went to college, I started to meet people from all over the state, not just southeastern Michigan where I grew up. Uh, the west side of the state's a little different. You're not all Detroit fans. It seems like you're kind of split. Like some are Packer fans, believe it or not, or some like like Milwaukee. But a lot of people like Chicago teams based on the <laughs> western side of the state. When
1: you were growing up, were you Detroit all the way? Or you know what? I was Detroit all the way, and ever you know, I've you know all around Muskegon, uh, you know, up down to Grand Haven, Holland. I mean, everyone was a Detroit fan. So a lot of people think that on the west side of the state, people are you know, maybe Chicago Blackhawks or Cubs fans. I understand once you get closer down to, you know, Benton Harbor, that area where you're closer right. to Chicago, then you're going to have more Chicago fans. But I would say on the west side of the state, it's all it's all Red Wings, it's Tigers, Pistons, Lions. Like everyone's Detroit, huge Detroit sports fans. I, obviously once you get up to like the UP towards Marquette in that area, I think you have some Packer fans there, which – I understand, like they're, you know, it's 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 way closer in proximity, and you know they can drive down to games. But uh, you know, as as far as the west side of state, we've always, uh, you know, we've always been diehard, you know, Detroit sports fans. What,
0: was it all four pro major teams? I mean, Pistons, Red Wings, Tigers, Lions. As, was that were,
1: when you grew up? they yeah. were, were
0: you like engaged in all four sports, or?
1: Uh, yeah, I loved. You know, obviously the Pistons had the run. You know, in the in the eighty nine ninety championship teams and then uh 2000 i think it was five when they won the championship obviously and then the red wings you know i've had their runs you know four stanley cups uh during my time um growing up and then um the lions obviously uh you know we haven't had uh a ton of winning but i'm Lions you know three by the way so okay well you know what uh I've always been a huge Lions fan, and, you know, I'm not one that will jump off the bandwagon. I'm, you know, through thick and thin, um, have always supported that team and enjoyed watching them. And, um, you know, I I think this this town is a huge, has a huge football following and uh, are all big Lions fans. It's nice to see them this year, uh, you know, get off to a good start. You know, fans are really excited, but uh, always a Lions fan. And then the Tigers obviously have been so close to winning a championship um, you know in the 2000s it's just uh, I wasn't I wasn't born for their uh, I think it was 86 was it when they won the, so the Tigers uh, 84, 84 84 84 so I wasn't born for that one but uh, <laughs> oh my gosh um, yeah I know but uh, you know I've seen uh, especially recently a lot of a lot of good baseball um, obviously it's tough year in, year out to uh, you know have a, a team that can um, you know, be in the running for a championship or getting to the finals consistently. But uh, you know, always a big Tigers fan too. So just you know, I've always been a huge Detroit sports fan. And I think that's you know, for majority of the state, everyone is really passionate about their teams. Whether they you know leave to you know move on to a different state, you know, no matter where we're at, I feel like we see Red Wings fans you know everywhere, and it's, it's a lot of a lot of people that have ties to Michigan or you know, have been transplants to, you know, other cities.
0: Uh, one thing that I uh, I wanted to get into being, uh, and I don't know if I ever told you this before, but I used to do a lot of CCHA games for Comcast and, you know, cover teams that you were on. And, you know, we, we really, we're, the whole CCHA, which was great about that conference was there were so many teams from the state of Michigan in that, uh, mm-hmm. in that conference. But I was at a state game one time, and th- I think the Red Wings had drafted you, but it was, I think it was Babs, it was Stevie, Uh, Yuri was there, Holland was there, Jim Nill was there, and they're all sitting in a box watching you, and Corey, they like Corey too, but he was, I think Buffalo had drafted him. Corey uh, trop, tr- yeah. yeah, he was you know a, a player that the Red Wings actually liked too. But they were big fans of yours. I mean, they they've always this organization's always believed in you, and they were telling me because I went up there just to say, hey, what's up? And know, uh, yeah, I sp- spent most of the game just like hanging with them, and they believed in you. They said this guy's a top six forward. He's going to score goals. He's a complete player. Did you know that they always had confidence in you? You know, I.
1: You know, as, as once you get drafted, you know, I was drafted going into, um, you know, my senior year of high school. So I was my draft year. And um, so I was, you know, while I was at Michigan State, Detroit obviously followed me very closely. It's, you know, close in proximity. And, you know, they were always very supportive, um, you know, anytime they came down. And uh, I did feel that they believed in me. But at the same time, you know, you, there's still a lot of work that's got to go in. You know after you get drafted and um it, the league was different um you know when when i came up it wasn't as young you didn't have as many young players coming up um you know it was more especially with detroit we had a a veteran you know a, a mostly a veteran team that um you know was a championship caliber right, team right. in 2008 2007 2008 2009 10 like so it was it was a team that i you know listen I, I knew once once i signed that uh you know, even if I wasn't, um, you know, I was always used to playing center and in top minutes. That hey, listen, if I get put on the fourth line, I got to find ways to contribute. So, um, you know, I had to adapt my game as I came into the league. And um, you know, I, obviously, we didn't fight much in college. I did in junior a few times, but uh, you know, I had to find ways to contribute. Whether it was you know fight once in a while or you know obviously be uh, be physical. You know, finish my checks. Uh, be good on the penalty kill, uh, win faceoffs when counted on. So um, you know, I just coming into the organization. I just wanted to find a way to contribute and help the team out because obviously they had, you know, a lot of all stars, a lot of really good players that uh, have been in the league in the while, and I was a young guy that uh, was trying to you know break into the league.
0: You know, you're you're solidly built. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at you. You know, i I've, I've seen you in your uniform and all that. Yet you kind of remind me of Darren McCarty from this aspect. I mean trust me, I love Darren too, but Darren's, you know, he's his own one-man band, uh, but uh, my point being is, is that Darren was not the biggest guy, yet he fought. He mm-hmm. dropped the gloves. Not that you felt pressure to do that, but you're a guy that when people look at the Red Wings as their toughness, now I know Luke Witkowski's on the team, but they always looked at you. What Was that a burden in a certain extent? Because you're also an offensive player too, but you can't be constantly, you know, messing up your hands or anything.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I was, you know, more counted on offensively in in college or college. Obviously, I was, you know, when I first came into um, the NHL, I was, I wanted, you know, I was typically on the fourth line, and you know, those type of guys, like even Darren Helm when he first came in, we were kind of energy guys that. Would we'll try to go finish our checks and and for me more than Darren. Darren doesn't hasn't really fought at all. But for me, I knew I could you know add a little of that element to my game. And right. hey, listen, I'm not necessarily. It's not that you always have to win every fight. It's just. A lot of times showing up and you know sparking your team once in a while and getting the fans into it and it can it can turn the momentum of the game and I as I as I went through my first couple of years I saw you know we had Aaron Downey on the team so he was he brought a lot of the toughness I learned a lot from him from Brad May when you know he was with us and I was in Grand Rapids a little bit with him and um, you know just just some of the guys that uh, that would fight on more of a consistent basis and talking to those guys and realizing you know the type of impact you can have on on a, on a single game, on a season, on a series, just, uh, you know, bringing that toughness and, you know, whether you fight once in a while or not, you know, it's finishing those checks, being hard on pucks, blocking shots. Just, I I just wanted to make sure I was continuing to do the little things to help the team win. when you look at it, did you ever take boxing
0: lessons or learn how to punch or actually
1: did, um, it was, uh, when I was going back to Michigan State in the summertime, uh, Bob Every, his name was, um, he's out of Lansing, uh, boxing club in Lansing and, uh, I did some boxing lessons with him and actually really enjoyed it. It was, it was fun, obviously really good workout, but yeah, just learned to protect myself, to throw punches, to, uh, you know, it's, it's a big part of it, you know, obviously it's different once you get on the ice because, you know, it's more balance and, uh, you see more grappling and, and that, but, uh. You know it, it was it was not good for me to learn uh, but also um, you know it's a really really uh, another way to to get a good workout in. it's I, I always felt uh, those were some of my tougher workouts
0: yeah not that I, I'm not trying to make you sound like you're some sort of goon because obviously you're not but when you <laughs> drop the gloves out there are you Aware of wow, this dude's taller than me. I got to push him in here. I don't want you know he's got to reach. Or you, you, do, do, do you have
1: enough time to have some sort of strategy, or is it just let's let's just like flail away? You know, a lot of times, a lot of times the fights. Um, you know, I, I feel like they used to be more staged. You used to have more fighters. Like you address each team would have one guy that uh, would be their uh, prototypical fighter. That you know, a lot of times would fight their guy. Their their fighters, so um, you don't really see that in the league anymore. But um, you know, more of the fights that I get into, it's it's more just um, you know, kind of spur of the moment deal. And um, you know, you kind of get into the fight. And you're you know, you have to be conscious of you know, a if he's left handed because uh, you don't want him to catch you with the left when you're you're grabbing his right arm. Um, so you got to be aware of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, once once you get into a fight with a guy, if he's bigger, you definitely. Um, you know you definitely don't want to be uh trying to string him out cuz he's going to have the reach on you and he's going to be able to get the punches so you got to you want to you know be more strategic um you know if if a guy's bigger or if you're bigger than another guy you got to you got to be aware of, of a bunch of different type of things but i think once the adrenaline's going and you're in that fight um you know, he, more than anything, you you just you're just trying to win the fight. So
0: right, the Red Wings last year, we're moving now towards hockey. I can talk to you about like all kinds of stuff in the, but but I know as I said, we have your limited time. Not the season anybody wanted. You were dealing with injury. Uh, you know, the year did not turn out obviously for you. But a lot of guys last year when you look at it. I don't know if it's underachieving or the bottom fell Like A guy like Ryan Shea, and I, I covered him in Notre Dame. I know he's a good hockey player. You know, I know you're a good hockey player. Do you ever sit back and say, what the heck happened last year? I mean, it it really is confounding when you look at the collection of athletes that the Red Wings are to see the whole team and just underachieve, I guess.
1: Yeah, you know, we... Uh it was a, it was a tough year on, on a lot of fronts. Um, you know, we just we just weren't consistent with uh, any part of our game. You know, our, our specialty teams were were towards the bottom for most of the season, and uh, in this league where it's it's so tight each and every night, uh, your specialty team's got to be really good. Your goaltending's got to be good. Um, you know, you got to score timely goals. And uh, you know, I think the you know everything just started to mount on us, and we we lost a lot of one-goal games, and, um, you know, our power play wasn't scoring, and, um, you know, even even if your power play doesn't score all the time, if it can create some momentum and, and turn the momentum of a game, and uh, I felt like we didn't, uh, you know, we didn't do that enough last year. And then, you know, on top of that, you know, you never want to come up with all these excuses, but uh, you, you try to, you know, pinpoint areas where you can improve on. Uh, you're going to have injuries, but we did have some injuries that, you uh, you know, you always you can't prepare for when they happen, but you know, usually they'll happen at, at some point, you know, during the season. So you want to, you always want to get off to a good start, and um, you know, I've, with the depth of our organization, I think that, uh, you know, if, if or when we do hit, you know, hit the hit some injuries, that we have guys that can come up and uh, and play uh, play good minutes for us. So um, you know, we just we just want to be better all, of, uh, you know, five on five. Um, power play. We want to, you know, make sure that that's, you know, top top ten would be great. If we're top ten in the league, I think that would be a great goal for us to shoot at, shoot for. And uh, you know, your your penalty kill. You want to be, um, you know, top ten also. But uh, you know, it's just the, there's so much parity in this league. And I think you know you have um, you have most. I would say you have at least um, at least twenty teams. You know, going into. Um, 20, 20, you know, up to upwards of 23, 24 teams that uh, feel like they have a legit shot to win the Stanley Cup. And, you know, I, I know we're one of those teams. We have a lot of really good pieces in this room. Um, we have some good young guys that I think are going to take a big step in, in, uh, in their game this year, i have had a good summer. Um, I think everyone's had a good summer as far as uh, getting healthy and then, uh, from there being able to get a good summer training in we picked up a couple of good free agents um, I think both of our goalies are going to come in healthy and uh, ready to contribute right away
0: when, when you know you're, you put the a on your sweater you're one of the leaders you know you've always been a stand-up guy you talk you know to to, to media people like myself I mean you're always available uh, you don't duck questions at all you you know you speak your mind and you know I, I think that obviously uh, I think fans pro- your teammates and the media. I think people respect that about you. How difficult was it for you? You have the A on. You're trying to pump up guys even though you're dealing with injury. You're not having the greatest offensive year too. Uh, did you ever feel like, you know, hey, I you know, I should go say something to Larks, but man, I got to get my own house together. I mean, how was it you on a personal level dealing with, you know, adversity last year?
1: Yeah, it's 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 different, you know, once you're once you become a, you know, assistant captain and and a count on leader that uh, You know, no matter what kind of year you're having, you know everyone's, you know everyone's gonna go through some ups and downs. No matter, no matter what's going on, you still got to be there for for the guys and help lead the guys. And um, you know, I I mean, when guys are when guys are down or struggling or you know gripping their stick too tight, I mean sometimes it's not, you know, he's not getting down on them more. It's trying to pick guys up and and let guys know just. Stay with the process. Keep working hard. Keep doing things right in practice, and it'll turn around. But uh, you know, there's you're you're going to have your your odd years where you know things don't go well, or you have injuries, or um, you know maybe you have a down year. But uh, it's it's how you respond, and I, I think a lot of guys, including myself, are coming in this year with uh, an extra chip on our shoulder and uh, wanting to go out and, and prove that uh, you know we can we can be uh, consistent. Uh, Consistently contribute to uh, for this team and this league, and uh, you know, I think if if we have uh, if we have a number of us have uh, you know better years, then um, you know I, I think we'll be uh, we'll be right there. It's not like you know you got to go out and score 15, 20 more goals than you had, but just you know everyone just kind of chip away, and I think especially teams can help, and I think um, you know five on five, you know scoring a few more goals, but. Uh, you know, I think if you can start getting on a run and, and win some games, then that confidence can kind of roll over to the next game and next game. And um, you know, maybe you're not gripping your stick as tight. And I think as we, you know, as we got into the second half of the season, it was like gosh, every you know every game obviously felt like a playoff game or just trying to stay afloat there and we just trying to stay you know in that playoff picture. And it's tough when you put yourself you know, 6, 8, 10, 12 points back, right. it's tough to gain those points back because there's a lot of three-point games that uh, it's tough to make up ground. So, you, you know, obviously starts are huge, and I know they say uh, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, but I, I truly think, it you know, in this day and age, it is, I mean, it is a sprint you have to get off to a good start, and you can't take any game lightly. Each game is important. I know it's cliche, but uh, taking it one game at a time, it is, I mean, you know, as you see, I mean, a team like a Nashville that just gets in the playoffs as a 16 seed or the eight seed in the right. in the West and go on to the finals, and maybe if they don't have an injury or two here, maybe they uh, maybe they beat Pittsburgh and win, or or a team like Ottawa that a lot of a lot of people didn't pick take Pittsburgh to overtime and are one shot away from um, you know from going to the finals. Also, so um, it's it's a league that uh, there's not much that separates each team. You know, you got to do it. Uh, do it by committee. you got to have different guys stepping up each night. And, uh, you know, I, I think that we have a good mix of guys that can do that. Sure.
0: When I look at the three of you, when I mean I mean uh, Z, Zetterberg, Cromwell, Abdicator, the other uh, leaders in the room, I think as Z's gotten older, I think he's gotten a little more assertive. I think, you know, he was a little bit quiet. Nick, if something needs to be said, but, and maybe I'm stereotyping you as an American from American to American, but you strike me if something needs to be done or said, you have no qualms about standing up in the room and saying
1: it. Yeah, you know, I, I think obviously that that starts with uh, with Z, our captain. You know, he's um, you know he's he is you know he's our captain, he's our leader. But you know, when Nick and I need to step up or say anything or um, get guys going, you know, we we uh, obviously want to be there and uh, and help out that way. But you know, we have, I think, we have in the room we have a lot of veteran forwards. Uh, veteran defenseman that uh, you know all can lead just because you know they don't have a C or an A on their sweater. They can, you know, guys can uh, can lead also, and and I think that's uh, you know bringing in a guy like Trevor Daly who's you know been with Pittsburgh and been on a Stanley Cup championship team and uh, had some good playoff runs, uh, has a lot of great experience. You know, he, he might be another guy that steps up and and says things during the year. And Mike Green has been around the league for a long time. Darren Helm uh is getting old, you know. We we have a lot of lot of leaders in the group in on our team that can that can uh, say things. So it's it's not always on Z or it's not always on Nick or me or I think it's you know as a team um, you know we can all we all can contribute, but uh, you know obviously it starts with uh, with our captain and uh, um, you know when when things need to be said, you know I think that's that's. Uh, how it's been, you know, with with uh, Nick Lidstrom and Stevie Y. I mean they're not the guys that are going out and saying things, you know, after each game or after each shift, but when things need to be said they'll say something. But you know, I think the big thing is going out and, and leading by example and that's starting with your work ethic and your competitive battles.
0: You know, this is a difficult question for me to ask you, but how much are you aware of of criticism, individual criticism of you, you know, you, people bring up your contract constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much how much money you're making; it's just the length of the contract. Yeah. Does that affect you? Does that put more pressure on you, or are you good at being able to, you know, block those things out because you have a job to do?
1: Yeah, it's you know, m- most importantly, you have a job to do each, each and every day. You're always going to have your critics, no matter, um, you know, your contract or the year you're having. You're always going to have people that uh, say that you're not doing enough you're not doing a good job and um, you know you got to block you got to block that out you you worry about uh, you know your day-to-day business and and preparing how you can prepare and um, you know obviously critics can a lot of times motivate guys and um, you know I, I, I try not to involve myself or, or listen to all that I know I know that last year that um, you know it wasn't my best year and um, you know I need to be better and you know I think I had a really good summer and trained really hard and uh, did a lot of good things to uh, prepare myself uh, to have a good year, and um, you know I, I think that uh, you know, like you said, you know whether it's the length of the contract or you know you're they say you're making too much money, whatever you know I, I feel like I've I've gone out and I've uh, I've had some good seasons and I've I've earned my way you know onto this team and um, you know I, I'm not gonna obviously. You know, I, I want to go out and earn my contract each and every day. That's that's uh, that's important. So no matter if I have a seven or six or five or four year deal, um, you know, I, I I believe, I truly believe that it's an everyday league that you have to go out and and uh, prove yourself each day. There's always players coming up. There's, you know, I mean, you you see, you know, players that you know get sent down to the minors or get bought out. There's there's things can happen. Um, you know, if you're if you're not uh, going out and doing your job, and I, I, I believe that um, you know each and every day is is uh, you're you're trying to prove yourself, whether it's in practice or games, and uh, I think you know whether I'm scoring twenty goals or you know getting in a fight once in a while or blocking shots. I, I think there's a lot that I can bring to my game that is not just pinpointed on. You know how many points is he getting? How many goals is he getting? But obviously, I want my numbers to be better, and I want to be close to that twenty-goal you know mark. And I think that uh, you know if I can uh, if I can do a better job on the power play, and I can you know score a few more five-on-five five goals. Um, you know that can I can work my way to to getting back to uh, those numbers.
0: you're a, a, one of the few players that can play on the first line, second line, third line, or fourth. And I think during the course of the season, you've played on every line. Isn't that a way a, a, a testament? Like some guys get down on the fourth line and they're like, "Oh man," you know, they they feel like God. Next step is Grand Rapids or something. Nothing against the Griffins mm-hmm. or or the Walleye for that matter. Uh, but yet, you seem to understand it. You know. It's not so much that they're trying to punish you, but they need you on that specific line to do a job, right? Is that that's how you approach it,
1: right? I, you know what I? Yeah, I, I believe I can. You know, ever since Babs, when Babs was here, he gave me an opportunity to play with Pav, and um, and then play with Pav and Z. Like, uh, I think I can compliment those guys, those skill guys. I, it's not like I'm changing my game too much, but I, you know, I like to be around the net. I like to be. You know, first on the four check, uh, retrieving pucks, hanging on to pucks, um, and I think uh, no matter if I'm on a line with those guys, well, not Pav anymore, but Z or um, you know, Larks, Nielsen, whoever it is, or you know, I'm I'm playing on a third or fourth line role where I'm playing more of a checking style that I, I think I can uh, I can adjust adjust my game and play those those type of minutes too. So um, I just you know whatever I can do to obviously help the team out and. Uh, contribute. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be ready and prepared for.
0: Uh, this preseason, the Wings were three, four, and one. I know that you were nursing, you know, a little bit there. There were, you know, people kept saying, "When's Abby gonna play? When's Abby gonna play?" And uh, how would you characterize the preseason from what you saw? And mm-hmm. where do you think the team is positioned as we're two days away when we're doing this podcast from the opener
1: against uh, Minnesota Wild? Yeah, preseason is always difficult because you know you don't. A lot of teams don't dress their full teams. It's, um you know, you have a lot of prospects and and young guys that are getting opportunities uh, to play. And um, you know, we did dress our our full most of mostly our full team on uh, Friday against Toronto. Last Friday against Toronto, uh, I didn't play. I was still uh, I played the night before and wanted to get two games, two preseason games in. But uh, you know, that was that was most of our team, and I think it was it was a really good game and a, a type of game that'll be typical during the season. It comes down to. And, you know, they got a specialty team's goal there and it um, comes down to, you know, a, a goal here or there to, to, to win it, you know, whether it's on the specialty teams or, you know, in the third period. I think last year we were – can't remember what the stat was, but we were, we were tied, um, you know, for – I want to say it was like – 12 to 15 games where we were tied going into the third period and, uh, we end up losing the lead and losing the game. So those, you know, just finding ways to, to score that extra goal and to, um, to win those games or at least grab at least one point there. Um, whether it goes overtime or shootout, um, you know, can go a long way. So just, I think as, as a team, as we have a mix of some veterans and some younger guys learning to find ways to, to win these games and, um, you know, it's, like I said, it's going to be a, a typical, um, typical type games. You know, like that one against Toronto, where where it's tight and it's tied, and you know, that's when you need your power play or your specialty teams to step up. When you look
0: at uh, this upcoming season, obviously the prognosticators aren't predicting great things for Detroit. Uh, you know, I almost sometimes think that you've been good for so long. That when they can, uh, you know, when they can pile on on you, they're going to. Uh, but as you said earlier, you know, we've got something to prove. We have a chip on our shoulder. When you look at this schedule, I think it's 12 out of the first 17 games are on the road. And then you look at the end of the year, I think 18 out of 20 or something are on the road. It, I don't know if it's because of the building and sharing it with the Pistons. And you were a good road team last year. You know, you had problems at the Joe the last couple of seasons, but. Do you look at that and say, you know, what was the schedule maker thinking? I mean, this is – or do you just play them? Because it it is a weird-looking schedule if you look at it from the – you know, you're either at home a lot or you're on the road a
1: lot. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of funny because that seems like a typical schedule of a team in the Western Conference, you know, where you're home for two weeks and then you're gone for two weeks and you're home. And I don't mind that. That's – you know, I I think if – I think we're a team that, um, like you said, has found ways to win on the road, and, and you want to find ways. That's huge, but you have to be good on your home ice. And uh, I think with the new arena here, the excitement. I think uh, I think the home ice advantage is really is really going to show. Just with with the atmosphere, how loud this rink is going to be for the regular season. We're um, really really looking forward to that. But that's you you know to to be a team that. Uh, is going to make the playoffs and uh, and make some noise in the playoffs you got to be able to win road games and sometimes road games um, you know it can be cliche but you know you want to win those those dirty road games and keep it smart and keep it simple and, and not try too much and get the crowd overly excited and uh, just just finding ways you know and sometimes your goalie's got to you know win your game sometimes your power play's got to win your game sometimes your special your penalty kills got to win Win you a game, you know. Sometimes timely goals, five on five. So you got to find different ways, um, you know, each night. Whether even, what if it's at home too? Just, just to win games, but especially on the road. So, um, you know, it's it'll be uh, it'll be a tough test right away. Um, you know, going on the road. But uh, you know, I think we'll uh, we'll be able to uh, you know get some chemistry and uh, be nice. The guys will be able to you know to get together a little bit more on the road and see each other and go to some dinners and. Uh, kind of bring the guys together, uh, you know, with, uh, with starting on the road.
0: You know, I'm I'm getting the kind of a wrap-up sign here, but I, I really do have to ask you, your impressions of Little Caesars Arena, are you excited to see when it's full? Because I don't know if you got it down on the ice, but me sitting up in the old gondola, the press box, half full, and it's a loud arena. I can just imagine what it's going to be like with twenty thousand
1: people. Yeah, yeah, we we can't wait. I think I think a lot of it for the fans is you know there's so much to see with this arena. There's the restaurants. There's the the Via that's cool to walk walk in. Um, the nice the nice suites. Obviously, um, it's you know downstairs like where we walk out. Um, the player. I don't know if they call them the player seats or the player suites where. You know they can see the players walk onto the ice. There's just so many cool areas of the rink that you can see and that fans want to experience. But I think once, you know, once you see the the bowl start to fill up and, and fans in their seats, it's it's really going to be a special atmosphere.
0: When you look at the keys to success this year for the Red Wings, you said special teams. Uh, you got to think that at least half of you fellas are going to rebound and have good years this year. Uh, and Blash talks about. Internally, we have to get better is that the chip on the shoulder? is that the that collectively the Red Wings know we didn't like what happened last year we're going to go out and prove everybody wrong
1: yeah, yeah I think I think everyone like I said everyone's coming in with a chip on their shoulder, looking forward to being this new arena. We really want to you know solidify ourselves into the playoffs you know again, and I think it's about getting off to a good start and um, you know getting getting the fans excited again and uh, you know, now that it's October, it doesn't feel like uh, hockey season. Uh, the weather is the weather is ready for for the hockey season to start, but uh, you know, we'll we'll get the we'll get the fall weather here at, at some point, and uh, snow will be flying before we know it, But uh, we're we're really looking forward to uh, getting things going.
0: You know, you're playing on the line. I think with Nielsen and Helm right now, mm-hmm. uh, how how chemistry going? Do you think it'll take a few games, or do you like what you see?
1: Um, you know, I have played. You know, a bit with Franz last year. uh, Played with Helmer um, over the years a bit too. So, you know, I think we're that type of line is a line that likes to go uh, north south, uh, get the puck moving and going. Uh, I think we can hang on to pucks. I think we can all complement each other. Obviously, uh, Helmer's Helmer Nielsen, uh, two of the faster guys on our team, and I think I can provide um, some heaviness and uh, being heavy on the puck and being. In and around the net, um, I think we can be a hard line to play against, and uh, look forward to uh, starting the year together. How do you like being married? It's uh, it's good. It's good so far. Uh, so good. It's been. Uh, you know, I really got a wonderful wife. I got really lucky that uh, that she took me uh, took me in. She's she's. Uh, She's really special. I knew from the first time I met her that this was this was the one I wanted to marry. Um, you know, we're I'm I'm lucky. We had a beautiful wedding this summer, and uh, she uh, she really makes sure. You know, uh, she takes care of me off the ice. Always, always cooking me the best food, and I uh, attribute uh, you know being me taking another step in my fitness level this summer with with the way I eat. She's. Uh, She's really dialed in that way, and really uh, is staying on trend with uh, what's what's healthy and what's what's the best to eat. So uh, she's she's been great. I love her, uh, love her to death, and uh, it's uh, we look forward to the journey together.
0: So she knows that it's cold pressed juices,
1: right? Yeah, cold pressed juice, yeah, all the way. Cold pressed juice, that's it. So
0: yeah, and finally, Justin, no, uh, no truth to the rumor that now that you're pretty much a resident of southeastern Michigan. That you have converted to be a Wolverines fan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, I, I don't think that that conversion will ever happen, especially in our household with uh, my wife and I both going to Michigan State. But like you said, it's I think it's when Michigan Michigan State aren't playing each other, you want you want the Michigan teams to do well, and obviously you want the Big Ten to do well. That's more revenue and more money for the conference. So um, you know when Michigan Michigan State uh, aren't playing, you hope the the Michigan teams, whether it's Michigan Western Central. Um, you know, all of them, all of them do well. So, um, but this this weekend, uh, you know, we're we're not friends. I wore my uh, Michigan State shirt this uh, yesterday, actually, to start off the. Start off the week, and uh, you know, hopefully we can. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a good game. Look forward to uh, at least seeing the highlights.
0: Do you have any anything going on with uh, with Larkin or, or Glenn Denny at all? Not,
1: not yet. Actually, I got to talk to. I actually was talking to Glenn. He's probably not going to be happy that uh, I brought this up in the interview. But he had a, he has a feeling that Michigan State's going to win. So um, I was interested to hear interested Ooh. to hear uh, him comment that way, um, but. Um, I I do feel like Michigan State does have a chance. There's a lot of hype, um, you know, about Michigan coming in. But uh, I think Michigan State is, you know, talking about chips on their shoulder, I think Michigan State has one, especially after the year they had last year. And uh, they had a big emotional win over Iowa. Hopefully they can continue and uh, take that confidence over to this weekend.
0: Right. You know, I always think that State has a chance no matter what the records are. I truly do. Mm -hmm. But the way the game ended two years ago in Ann Arbor, that whole punt and you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that Michigan's going to be ready to play this football game.
1: Michigan will be ready. Michigan will be ready. Um, it, I think it's going to be a good game. Like I said, probably a, more of a lower scoring game, but uh, hopefully a fun game to fans, for fans to watch. And uh, hopefully it comes down to the last play, no matter what it is. Hopefully uh, oh God, the hope last not. play. I'll, hopefully the last play will seal it for us. We'll see.
0: Justin, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Uh, best of luck this season. Uh, I can't thank you enough. I, you know. Yeah, I have enormous amount of respect for what all you guys do, but especially you, because you are not only are you a native Michigander, but you're, you know, you're a stand up guy. So I wish you nothing the best. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you very much.